Welcome to Her Bro, His Sis, a podcast hosted by sibling ministers discussing topics of faith and family. Man, I always love this time that we spend, um, not only with each other, but just uh, another opportunity just to share um, God's word with his people. Um, Today, um, a topic that's kind of near and dear to me is uh, the topic of reminders and revelations. Um, So I think today we'll kind of just define what those are and what those mean to um, the life of of a believer. Um, So for me, I mean, I think these two things kind of just summarize, in my opinion, every truth of scripture. Uh, I think you're either being introduced to truth or you're being reacquainted with it. So um, what are are your thoughts on uh, reminders? I think that as a person who just loves reading the word and hearing what the Lord has to say throughout the whole Bible, um, you're always seeing certain things come back around again, um, whether it's from one person to another person or something that someone said, and then it comes back so many, so many times. So the way that the Lord set it up, you know, he intended for us to constantly be reminded through Mm. all these uh, individuals. And so sometimes I just think about how there's really nothing new under the sun because of the way that, you know, he has put things out there and then he just reinforces it through another person, another person, and not just in a same era, it's like other eras reinforcing the same thing. So it's not like he changed his mind or now that things got more modern and in one era to the next era, it, it tweaked it it's all still the same concepts and the same thoughts and it still all applies. So it, it's always fresh. It's always applicable. And that just amazes me because it's timeless. Mm. No, that's a good thought so, because I, I think that, you know, as we evolve as people, um, especially here in America, I mean, things have just technologically gone so um, rapidly. I think that we think that things are new, but ultimately at the core of everything, I think it's, it's the same. So I, I think that's a good thought to just kind of, you know, be reminded even in that, that although things are moving progressively, that the core of those things have, have always been the same. Mm-hmm. And really, I mean, not to get too technical into things, because I know we're not going in this direction, but, you know, when you even think about the way that the world uh, does certain things, whether they try to or not, it all comes from the word. You know, there's so many things that societies and nations and governments have um, instituted that they got straight from the word, whether or not they admit that they got straight from the word. (laughs) You know, we're constantly being reminded that God is in everything and without him, nothing consists, right? Yeah. So the Romans that we are without excuse. (laughs) So I just want to start off, um, if you don't mind, just sharing like a couple of uh, definitions because I just love doing that. I feel like we should really know what we're talking about um, when we just look at things any single time that we approach the word of God. Um, Because, I mean, we can know, but we really want to intimately know it. And so I just kind of want to bring those two things to the forefront before you really get into uh, the first portion. So um, to remind is just to cause someone to remember something or bring something, especially a course of action or commitment to your attention. Um, And then to remember is to have it in your mind or be able to bring one's mind back to an awareness of something that you've already seen, known, or experienced. And Mm -hmm. I love that definition of remember because um, (laughs) that by itself can preach, right? (laughs) Like, I'm just bringing back to your 
remembrance or bringing it back to your mind. Or I know that you put it in the back shelf or the back filing cabinet in your mental space, but I'm going to pull that back to the forefront because it's something you already seen, known, or have experienced. So mm. I just thought those definitions were really, really good. Yeah, I mean, we I could definitely stop there because the word that stuck out to me is bring back. Um, and so, um, yeah, just, just to be reminded of things that I think is, is good. Um, I, I think for me, uh, just to add to that, I think, um, you know, just as we go into what it is to be reminded, um, you know, because we're talking about reminders and revelations, um, simply put, if we can say a reminder is a repeated revelation, um, that when we get into revelation, uh, we can definitely kind of just see the difference between the two and kind of um, the importance of um, why it would be us remembering something that was already revealed to us. And when we understand the, the intent behind the revelation, I think that definitely will be something that will really uh, spark our hearts. Right. Um, one thing that that even, uh, when you say repeated revelation, so this is something like really, um, what should I say, kind of kindergarten, the thought that I'm about to share. But it makes me think about memory verses as kids. So like, in general, I just want to put this part out before I really explain this piece that I want to say. As human beings, we have something that is called muscle memory. And long story short, muscle memory is just memory that combines a specific physical action with repetition. Mm-hmm. So for example, you are at a new job, you have new passwords, new logins, new this and that, codes, you uh, type certain things. There's just certain stuff that you do that that first week that you get there, you don't really know your password by heart. You don't really know all the codes you're supposed to type in for the safe or for whatever else that you have access to do, right? Um, but the more you do the same things because you work 40 hours plus a week, then your body starts to embed that memory into the muscles that you use to do those tasks. So you might think like, man, this is a lot of information. How am I supposed to remember this password? How am I supposed to remember this number to type in? It's six digits. It's another four digits for this. It's a different four digits for that. Um, But the more you do certain actions, your body starts being trained to remember what to do. And so that's just a, a tangible something that we all can kind of relate to. And back to my example about the, the kindergarten thing, um, it makes me think of memory verses as kids in church and in school. I remember as a young person, we would be in uh, classes, whether it was um, Sunday school or at the school that we went to, and they would give us memory verses. And the first memory verse that I can remember that I was assigned was John 3.16, which mm-hmm. is a famous for a lot of people. But as a kid, it's still impressive to remember any <laughs> Bible verse. Yeah. yeah. Um, but those things stick with you because when they, when they embed those things with you, your brain is a muscle also, and your tongue is a muscle. So therefore, whatever you uh, repeatedly put into your brain and whatever your tongue, which is a extremely movable set of muscles, again, muscle memory, um, you begin to say certain things over and over. And so what you hear yourself say, you remember, right? So we remember for God to love the world and he gave his only begotten son that whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Those are things that you can remember as being a five-year-old 30, 40, 50 years later because it was embedded into you. And so um, 
there's different ones that other people can say that they remember because this was their memory verse from whatever age that they can earliest remember. But that's what I think about when we start talking about like memory and reminding. And the one thing I just want to also put out there is the verse in Romans that says that the word is near you. Romans 10 and 8, it says the word is near you and in your mouth and in your heart, the word of faith that we preach. Um, so in King James, I love it because it says the word is mighty even in your mouth. So a lot of times we can be detached from the word because we memorize because of muscle memory. Mm. It says we've heard it so much, we've said it so much, but we're detached from our heart because our heart's not connected with it. It's just something we remember. So we mm. could finish the statement or we could say the statement, but we really don't have like that attachment to it. So mm. I'll throw it back to you, but that's all I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. And I, I think definitely that definition will speak to uh, when we get into revelations, because I think, you know, that's, I think where the heart connection begins. Um, and the reminder is just that exercising of that decision that has been made um, or that connection that has been established. So, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I won't jump on it now because I, I want to make sure I save it for that. But yeah, no, that's definitely good. Um, so yeah, just a, a reminder um, is the medium in which we elect to remember things of importance, right? So um, you were talking about, you know, Sunday school, um, you know, sometimes they use flashcards or they, they put it like on a, you know, they give you like a little coloring thing or whatnot. And so you, you have a medium in which to remember that. Um, but I think about today, you know, we, we set alarms to get up um, and I know every day I'm supposed to go to work, but without a reminder, I'm going to be late every single day. Right. <laughs> um, so that's my my way of making sure that I'm doing that specific task. Um, we put notes on our fridge uh, to to, you know, keep a reminder. We might write a scripture on a mirror in the, in the bathroom, things like that. Um, and then for me, this last one is um, creating to do lists. Like I have tons of post-it notes tons of like if you look at my reminder on my my apple phone like there's probably 75 in there (laughs) um whether or not it's something i need to do tomorrow or just like hey like i just want to remember at some point like it's a a future goal but i just want to make sure that it's on a i don't forget this at some point in time um Mm -hmm. and so um yeah just it just helps us to 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 keep ourselves focused so can i just say one thing about that because that's really good that you use those three things so setting alarms for yourself for work, for example, or if your students need to go to school, um, writing notes on the fridge so that you know you'll see it because you know you're going to go to the fridge um, and making to-do lists. Um, All those things are great. I do them also. But the thing that I love about what you said without saying is that we're doing it to remind ourselves, which Mm -hmm. means you think those things are important enough to be reminded of so that you make sure that you do them because going to work is necessary. It's a priority. It's important. You understand the ramifications of if you don't get up and go to work on time, what can happen um, and all those things. So you're helping yourself. So this lets me know that you have the capacity to help yourself for other things. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I think that goes back to uh, was that last episode we were talking about um, denying and it's either we want to. Um, or what are you choosing to remember? Yeah. And that's a reminder. So, um, yeah, uh, this this scripture. um this one, I think, really just sticks out to me. This is Second Peter uh, 1, chapter 12 through 15. And really, the whole book of Second Peter, I think, really just kind of, that's kind of his um, charge through the whole book is he's reminding them. But um, it says this um, in verse 12 through 15 in chapter 1. It says, therefore, I intend always to remind you of these qualities, though you know them and are established in the truth that you have. I think it right, as long as I'm in this body, to stir you up by way of reminder, since I know that the putting off of my body will be soon, as our Lord Jesus Christ made clear to me. And I will make every effort so that after my departure, you may be able at any time to recall these things. 
Mm-hmm. Like I, I think that's such a profound passage because he started off by saying, I intend always to remind you, though you know them. <laughs> right. So he's a, it goes back to what you just said. Like you have the capacity because you already know them and you are established in the truth that you have. So he's basically saying, like, you're doing these, but I'm gonna make sure that my job as your spiritual leader that I'm going to continue to stir you because I'm provoking you by reminder that what you say you have and what you say you are, that you don't lose that. You know what I'm saying? And you don't lose sight of that. Um, And then lastly, just as I'll make every effort so that after my departure, you may be able at any time to recall these things. So the purpose of that was because he wanted to make sure that um, not only that they didn't forget, but that, like you said, with that muscle memory, that that they can just be quickened in their spirit to just uh, recall that information. So, um, there's just super deep passages it relates to reminders. What are your thoughts on that? I love it because I mean, some of the things you said are the very things that stand out to me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, the thing is, he thought it was very important to remind them of stuff that, like, we have kids, right? And sometimes our kids hear us tell them the same things, and the older that they get, they there are certain things that they'll continue to hear us say over and over again, even though they already know it. Um, but this is why, because when you love them and you want them to remember, it's not like you're trying to insult their intelligence and say like you're ignorant or whatever, but we all know that every single day of our lives is unique to its own. The Bible says that sufficient is the day, each trouble of its own. So every day has its own troubles. And it's not like, you know, even though we have this bank and we have this depository and all this word hidden and stored within, within us, um, all of it's not welling up in you at every second, every hour, but it all is there available to you to access it at every second, any minute that you need it, if that makes mm. sense. Yeah. So um, basically you are there just like the Lord himself. Like he communicates to us, um, to our spirit, to our mind. He brings those things back to our remembrance, the things that he has told us before. And as we go through our days and as we go through challenges, because those are the times more than when we're not in a challenge that we need to hear more from him. Um, but we need him all the time. So I'm not saying that we don't need him when we don't have challenges, but the point is um, he's always reminding us of things that he has said before. And so the people in our lives that are, you know, sharing and imparting to us the truth of the word and just the things that we need to know to be encouraged on our walk. And like you said, to be provoked, um, stirred up, uh, motivated, all of those things, these are the things that we do. Because he said, as long as I'm in this body, and not only that, I'm going to make sure that after I leave here, that it is still available to you to always come back to. So you don't have to take the notes on this. I'm going to make sure that it's in a book so that you can go back to the book that I wrote and you'll be able to access what I had to say. Mm -hmm. And so I just think that's powerful, like you said. And um, even like what we're doing right now, I mean, this is uh, something that whenever our time comes and we're not here, uh, we're hoping to provoke and stir people up, but this can be available after our departure, hopefully in some way, shape or form that people can come back to and hear that this word still applies, whether it's a hundred years from now, 50 years from now, whatever, what we're saying will always matter because all of these things will still continue to happen throughout life on earth. Yeah. It's God's word. And you know, that, that's something that, um, yeah, I mean, it, it could be relevant today. It could be relevant in five years, five months, five minutes. So, um, yeah, I mean, that that's the, the point of reminders is, is to realize that that hope and that um, it, I always go back to Hebrews 10 because, you know, that that's, you know, 
been kind of my key passage for the last three years is just that, you know, we're to stir one another to love and good works. And that stirring is the same stirring that he's talking about, you know, stirring them up by way of reminder, like we're to be pushing you towards something. And that's why he continues to tell them. Uh, I, I like how he says um, in second Peter three, uh, this is the message version, but I, I just love the way that he said it. <laughs> uh, he says, my dear friends, this is now the second time I've written to you, both letters, reminders to hold your minds in a state of undistracted attention Keep in mind what the Holy Prophet said and the command of our master and savior that was passed on by your apostles. Um, mm. and, and that could definitely be taken, um, you know, as like, as he scolding them? I mean, he started off by saying, my dear friends. So, I mean, we definitely can hear the tone of his heart. Um, but he's saying like, look, this is something that I repeatedly say to you. I think that's probably uh, more of a, a better way to describe um, his tone is that he's saying that I, I'm saying this to you because I want to continue to let you know that I'm reminding you of something that's important. Um, and he says, hold your minds in a state of undistracted attention. So we know good and well that us as, as fleshly beings, uh, we can find so many things to get, put our minds on. Um, and we do get undistracted. So it's not to say that you're not a believer because you're focused on other things, but we have such a, a mindset that draws ourselves to our own lust sometimes. And so bringing ourselves back and constantly keeping ourselves in a state of like, okay, Lord, what is, what is the main thing and what matters and how can I stay connected to that? And I think not only through these reminders and through our relationships, as it says in, in Hebrews 10, um, these are the reasons why um, he feels it's important because he knows our state, right? So I think it, it's such a beautiful thing for him to, to come as a leader and say, because I know what you're going to face, I'm going to continue to do my part to tell you, like, you need to be doing your part as well, but I'm going to make sure that my time with you is I'm going to make sure that I'm stirring you to that um that progress yeah so you know one thing that i i love about this passage too is the context in which he was saying this which we won't dive too deep in it because that would be like expositing the whole book but <laughs> um yeah, another day another time <laughs> oh yeah i'm, I'm with peter <laughs> um but, you know, he said in the King James Version, he says to be mindful of the words which were spoken by the holy prophets and the apostles of the Lord. So what he was saying is that you need to do your part to remember what they said because of the fact that there are false prophets and scoffers that are going to speak otherwise than what they have said. They're going to say things that the holy prophets did not say. They're going to say things that are against the teachings of the apostles. And so I want you to remember the things that the Lord has actually said, as opposed to the things that, like he said in the previous chapter, he was talking about things that they'll try to say to beguile unstable souls. Um, great swelling words of vanity. They allure through the lust of the flesh. They're promising you liberty. These are all things that those types of people will say, but I want you to remember what the Lord said. So that's yeah. why we constantly remind you, right? And it's, again, back to that whole, like, if you have kids, people that you love, you want to remind them because even though I told you this, I have to be the forefront thought in your mind. I want this to be something that you keep in the front so that when these other people speak that you don't receive what they're saying. Because if you remember what you have already been uh, told, what you have seen and known and experienced before, then you won't allow this to come in and be a part of you and to uh, divert you off of the path and off of the truth. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I think we might have to come back to that, Peter, because, uh, yeah, I think <laughs> I th that's, a, I think, definitely a, a sound point as to, you know, one of the reasons why we should remember things, um, you know, so and, and we definitely will touch on that in a little bit, but probably not to that degree. Um, so I want to talk about what should we be reminded of? You know, obviously, you know, we, we know the word is, is 
is our life. Um, and I think we spoke in another passage that, uh, you know, all he's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So we know that there's a lot to receive um, from the word, but specifically, um, what should we be reminded of? So um, a couple of things, um, and they all start with C, so it should be helpful to remember. But um, I think first off is uh, we should be reminded of our calling. Second um, Timothy 1, 5 through 7 says, I recall your sincere faith that first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and now I am convinced in, is in you also. Therefore, I remind you to rekindle the gift of God that is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and a sound judgment. Um, so he's, he's reminding him to rekindle the gift of God, not to uh, be succumbed to fear. And I think that kind of goes into what you were talking about uh, just a moment ago um, about the false prophets and things like that. But um, to be reminded of his calling, that he has great purpose. Um, what, do, what are your thoughts on that? I do think that it's something that we have to um, surround ourselves intentionally with, um, you know, because of the fact that there's so much that opposes us and tries to discourage us from that calling and from uh, the gift of God. And so it's, it's just, I think I just recently was hearing someone speak on the um, temptation of Christ and how they were trying to use that an example of the fact that, you know, once someone gets saved, then the temptations uh, start coming. And when you, when you think of it, it's not like this temptation of lust. It's like the enemy wants you back because you left his camp. You left from serving the devil, living apart from God. So even if you weren't consciously serving the devil, you were in his hands, essentially. So when you give your life to God, now all of a sudden, you know, soon after that, that's when trials and things start coming your way. Um, and so for the person who does not keep themselves reminded of God's word, um, and of the truth that he said that persecutions will come, trials have to happen, tribulation has to be, you know, all these tests and all these things have to be in our lives, you know, to help us grow. And just, it's just part of the territory as a Christian. Um, those are things that will keep you encouraged in the fire. That will keep you encouraged when you go through every situation in life. And I think every single episode we've talked about that he's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness which also comes from Peter, but um, <laughs> it's so true because any type of discouragement that you go through when, when friends turn against you, when everyone leaves you, when family, um, whatever happens, like there is some type of consolation and comfort that comes from the word. If you will remind yourself of what God said mm. and we learn it, which I know will come from that revelation part when, that you'll get into later. Once it's revealed to us what he said in the first place, then we can remember where to go to find what he said to re uh, encourage ourselves and to strengthen ourselves. Yeah. And, and I think that's probably a fourth C um, one that I probably didn't touch on, but definitely I think is, is extremely important. And I'm glad you brought that out is, is consolation because I think, you know, we are reminded because of the fact that we have a hope that is, is secure. Um, and I, I think as we go into life, um, you know, we might know the job that we have, but I think sometimes we we know that that getting to that point sometimes is grueling and there's a lot of things that, that kind of get in the way of that and hinder that. And of course, we know that we're in a war. And so there's definitely opposition, as you said. And I think as we move towards that, oftentimes, if we don't remember what the word said, and if we don't remember the hope that we have, we can't stand on our own because we're always going to be um, connected to how we would respond to that in a natural situation. So our frustrations, our disappointments, our 
Um, all of those things I think are, are, would be, we would succumb to that if we didn't realize the hope that we had, but because we can look to Christ, we have an example, we have an authority that has gone before us. I think that that allows us to be able to endure and be, be comforted, like you said. So, um, yeah, I definitely think that that's, um, also another reason as to why we should be reminded as well. Um, the other two, um, is just, uh, be, um, what should we be reminded of as, as commandments? Um, John fourteen twenty six says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and remind you of all that I said to you. So, um, again, just as, as we said, that, that Peter Second Peter verse about all things pertaining to life and godliness, um, we have no other authority other than the sufficiency of Christ and his word. Um, like, we have everything that we need. And so if we can remember um, and plant the word in our heart um, so that we do not sin, um, you know, I think that that is another reason as to why we're, we're to, to remember, um, and to put these things before us. Um, I love Deuteronomy how it always says, you know, to write it on the frontlets of your eyes and, and all these things. And, and, and a lot of those are, are kind of illustrative, but also like, it, it's to let you know, like, keep it in front of you because <laughs> without it being right there, um, mm-hmm. you're going to forget it. You're going to fail. You're going to fall short. And so just to constantly be reminded and to teach it. Um, you know, there's so many different elements that we can definitely like unpack that at a later time. But I, I think there's a depth to once you remember, then you can teach it and you can there, I think there's a level and a maturation to that, that it's not just, hey, I remembered it just for the sake of memorizing it. But because I remembered it, now I applied it. And now because I'm applying it and I'm teaching it now, there's an, an extra layer of accountability and um, just the fact that I can now retain it more because I'm exercising that. So um, I, yeah. I think there's so much fruit even in saying that. Yeah, it's definitely one of those things that what you don't use, you lose. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, and you really become, you'll see it. It's just like physical fitness, right? Like if you are a person who was uh, dedicated to fitness and you work out regularly, faithfully, diligently, you physically can, can and in multiple ways physically can feel the difference and see the difference. Internally, physically, you can uh, feel how you breathe, how you walk, all those types of things. And then physically, from the outside, you can see it. Others can see um, the fruit of that labor. But then once you back down and you start, you know, become sluggish and not as faithful, um, either totally or just, you know, significantly different, you you can see, like, there's a, a difference in the energy level that you have, your endurance and just all of it. It's just all related. And so um, definitely it's important to maintain that. Um, it's definitely important to maintain that. Yeah. And that definitely goes uh, into the last uh, reason is character. You know, it definitely helps us to maintain the character that we're, we're supposed to have, because obviously we're dying to one nature and walking into a new nature. And so to um, exercise that new nature, um, we have to be able to put things off. Um, right. And I think we talked about that as well, you know, being able to put off um, and what are we putting on? Right. We're putting on Christ. We're um, surrendering our flesh. And so, um, you know, our, our flesh wants to continue to rear its ugly head. And if we're not reminded um, of what it means to be in Christ and, and to look like Christ and, and even what his word says in those moments, because we might be succumbed to what would we do naturally in that situation? And what what was our muscle memory back in the day? Right. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I think I might have shared a story um, in one of the previous episodes about um, if I stub my toe, I wouldn't say a cuss word because I don't naturally cuss. Right. <laughs> that wasn't in my past life. And so, you know, even in, in Christ, 
if I stub my toe, you wouldn't hear that. And so I think as we're exercising the fruits of the spirit, what comes out of us is going to be what we've been reminded to do and what we've trained ourselves to do. Um, and, and I think we, we mentioned the last episode about training for godliness, right? So um, as you're reminded to, um, to practice godly character, that's what you're going to be able to excrete is that godliness that's inside of you. I love that so much because <laughs> um, a version of the put on, put off, I always think of it like a spiritual exchange because, you know, when, when you think about Philippians for when it talks about think on these things, mm. um, what are the things that you're thinking about that you need to exchange for those things? Instead, a lot of times what ends up happening is that we try to do both. So we try to put on Christ and keep on the world mm. or keep on man and put on Christ and Christ doesn't fit on top of that mm. you know he it doesn't work like that so you literally have to put that off before you could put him on and then even when it comes to like the things like I said in Philippians 4 if you're thinking about the things that are good lovely a good report of virtue praiseworthy any of those things then that means you would have to put off um the thoughts that are the opposite of those things um honest true all those things that are good well then you can't keep thinking and dwelling on the lies, the negativity, the uh, bad virtue things. Like you can't have both thought processes that you're choosing to keep in your mental brain uh, bank. And you actually have a role in what you get to dwell on. And so that's why, you know, it says put in your mind. Um, and I love how those definitions have kept saying put, put in your remembrance or put to your remembrance or hold to your mind or hold to your remembrance. Because it's your responsibility to do the, that. Like I said, um, with what you just introduced us with, you put the alarm on to remind yourself. So mm -hmm. There's things that we actually do to allow ourselves to see what we want to see and be reminded of. And even when you think about the negative and the old man, like your example was, um, the old self would wallow in sorrow, um, negativity, heartbreak, just certain things that we would, would dwell on back in the day that now we would not choose to dwell on um, because we know our comfort is the Lord and we know yeah. our strength is the Lord. And just in general, lies of the enemy that we once received and believed in and would uh, rehearse to ourselves and repeat to ourselves that we now reject. Uh, we can identify that that's the enemy coming at us. So we can just uh, know that that's not God's will for us to accept those things when they're just clearly not true. So all of that, I think, goes into uh, that point about, you know, the character, too. Yeah, no, that's good. I feel like we're coming up with so many different uh, <laughs> secondary topics from this one. So this one's really good. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so why should we, we remember? Um, and I, I know you have a scripture that kind of really um, hits that. So I'll go ahead and let you, you go there and I'll kind of piggyback off of what you have to say about that. So Romans 15 and 14, it says, whatsoever was written um, in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. And I'm always, you know, I have a lot of things memorized by King James. This, <laughs> by now, you should know I love King James. That's just yeah. my favorite. That's, that's, <laughs> whatsoever was written aforetime was written for our learning that through patience of the scripture, we might have hope. But this version is ESV. So it says, whatever was written in former days was written that we might be instructed through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. And so I think that kind of uh, touched on when you were talking earlier about uh, consolation and hope through the word. But this entire book, God knew that he was going to put this together for us 
uh, like it says in Timothy about uh, the scripture for our um, instruction in, in godliness, that we might be fully prepared and equipped for all good works, right? So mm -hmm. if we endure and are encouraged by the scriptures, we would have hope. So um, what are your thoughts on, on that verse? Well, well, first thought is I, I love the fact that the spirit is always at work because you didn't use King James in this particular passage. <laughs> and my point right. speaks specifically to ESV, which was unbeknownst to both of us that that was going to happen. So um, so God is good in that that vein. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm pulling things out of that, uh, not even realizing that that was where you were going to go. But, um, you know, that scripture said that through endurance and through the encouragement. And I think, you know, three reasons as to why we should remember is for endurance sake, for encouragement and for education. <laughs> and that is all three, um, you know, <laughs> points that, that came from that particular passage. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's just the sovereignty of God in that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think you hit it right on the head with that that scripture. Uh, you know, we, we have to endure because, again, we know we're in a fight. Um, and so just to remain steadfast in the faith because, um, you know, we, we can be downtrodden if we're not keeping our eyes on the prize, right? Um, mm -hmm. and then, you know, that, that endurance goes to encouragement, right? So, um, the fact that he has given us a book, like you said, for our consolation, um, for our hope, um, you know, we're to encourage one another and also for maturity sake, right? So, um, just the fact that, um, you know, I, th I think as we realize that we're leaving one nature and moving into another, we can't stay elementary. And we talked about that in a, in a previous, um, episode as well is that, you know, you have to be educated and encouraged to mature because if you don't it's going to be difficult for you to endure so it has to be a maturation process otherwise it makes the other ones kind of impossible because you're not going to endure if you're not realizing the hope and if you're not maturing and if you're still stuck on part partly flesh and, and not moving in the spirit then you're not going to be educated and realizing um, just how great the spirit is in in your sanctification um, and so I, I think they definitely go hand in hand with one another um, and you, you can't have one without the other. Yeah, that's true. That um, reminds me of Hebrews 12. And I know that was one of my 2020 scriptures, my flagship scriptures of last year. But um, Hebrews 12 and 2 and even 3, um, it talks about looking unto Jesus, the author and finish of our faith. So like you said, to keep our eyes on God in order to... Um, be inspired and literally fueled to continue forward in faith um who for the joy that was set before him he endured the cross mm. and finds the shame verse three it says consider him that endured such contradiction against himself lest you be weary and faint in your mind so um when we look unto the lord and just remember what he did for us like i know that maybe you can't think of the cross in that very moment but this verse is one of those type of reminder situations that can help you to kind of recenter yourself because it's like look Jesus literally died on the cross for us he knew what he was doing when he chose to go through with that um, but what this says is that he looked at the joy that was set before him and that's what helped him endure the cross and what yeah. was the joy that was set before him we were yes us and the fact that we could have salvation and eternal life with him. So he's seeing you. He's seeing me. He's seeing all of those who will be with him in heaven. And he was like, for you guys, I'm going to endure this cross and I'm going to despise the shame. And 
He's like, consider that lest you be weary and faint in your mind. So if, if you don't even have to die on the cross, he's just asking you to bear your cross every day. <laughs> you yeah. know, like take up your cross, you know, whatever you're going to deal with today, I've given you enough grace. Um, I've given you enough, everything that you need to get through today, daily bread. I've just given you anything that you need that's going to equip you to get through this day, no matter what the challenges are, even though I know them and you don't, you are equipped and prepared uh, to get through today. Um, look at me, look at me. And I can, am I enough to be the joy that's set before you to still finish in faith? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Yeah. That, that was the part I think I wanted to extract from that is for the joy. Um, you know, because we don't think that trials are joyful, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but we have to realize the mission is greater than our circumstances or our feelings about it at the moment. And, you know, why does it say for our endurance? Because he knew that it was going to be a race. He knew that there was going to be something that we're going to have to continue to encourage one another and fight through um, because it's not going to be easy. Um, but it is satisfying and it is uh, fulfilling to be in Christ. Um, one of the things that um, has really been sticking out to me as of late is um, just how the body is designed to to work with one another and the fact that we need each other. Um, because how how much greater would it be if you were enduring with someone else, right? As opposed to just yourself. How much greater would it be if you were encouraged? You know, we know that David encouraged himself in the Lord, but how much greater would it be if you had other people that you could be encouraged with? Um, right. And, and I, I think about the fact that, um, you know, we need each other as a body because of all of those things. And the Lord knew that, that we can't have fellowship unless we're with other people, right? Because you can't have fellowship with yourself, right? <laughs> so the fact that... Um, that you, you, you can't call it fellowship until there's a, a unity of the body, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And so we need to be reminded because our reminder might be someone else's revelation. And so the fact that we are to be around other people, the fact that we're supposed to endure and, and be encouraged and encourage others is so the fact that, um, because to us, like we might be further along in, in our process and someone else might be coming up, but yeah. we're to be reminded because we then can turn around and say, I know what you're going through, right? Just as, as Christ did, like he came down, endured, you know, humanity basically to say that I now have compassion for you. Right. So we have to, if we're going to have the mind of Christ, we have to realize in the same vein that that is us towards the body of Christ. Right. So, um, you know, our reminders are not simply just for ourselves, although, you know, we want to make sure that we're walking with the Lord and that we're enduring and being encouraged, but also because we can help someone else endure and be encouraged and be educated in the faith. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it just, it goes, um, it goes in concert with one another. Like we're doing it for our own remembrance, but also because we're now then going to be able to be remembrance to someone else. Mm. So can I just add one more Peter nugget and then I'm done with Peter. I'm going to try to be done with Peter. (laughs) (laughs) But based on what you said, because when you're talking about like, we can't have fellowship with ourselves and, you know, as the body, we need each other. He said um, in chapter five of first Peter, he said, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walks about seeking whom he may devour, which is Mm. every one of us. Mm. And then this is the verse. He says, verse nine whom the devil resist him steadfast in the faith. So that's mm. what you're saying, that we should remember so that we can endure to the end and remain steadfast in the faith. Um, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Mm. So the same afflictions that you are enduring, your brethren in the world are also enduring somewhere else. 
right? That's so good. that's what that, that's the point that you're saying. Like as the body, we need each other. Mm. And that's then verse good. ten, what the God of all grace who calls to His eternal glory after you have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. Mm. I love. I just love it so much. <laughs> yeah, and 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 that piece you said at the end about the suffering for a little while. So you're going to feel something. So your reminder to endure is so you don't get stuck on the fact that you're in a situation mm-hmm. without hope, right? Because we can immediately walk into a situation and forget God and then immediately go to our flesh, right? But if we mm-hmm. can go in that situation, realizing that we're still in Christ and, and Christ is with us, that we get to, we have a heavenly mindset and we can keep our eyes off of the things that don't matter um, and move to, move forward in Christ. So I th- that is the point of the reminders is because, we can continue to see Christ instead of ourselves because we're so quick to see flesh when we see a fleshly situation. So if we could just keep our, our, our eyes on Christ, um, that's why we have to continue to be reminded and be around others that will remind us and stir that reminder because it, it, it happens so subtly sometimes and, and we, we can't lose sight of the promise um, and the hope that is in us um, by walking through our circumstances without the Lord. So um yeah man you're inspiring me to go to peter uh <laughs> i'm in timothy right now but uh peter might be the next one because that's yeah there, there's so much fruit in peter man that um kind of speaks to this and like he said you know in, in second peter i've written you two times and i'm saying the same things because i don't want it to to, to forget and you know we, we kind of joked last time like you know we almost don't even have to retitle these podcasts because they're kind of saying a lot of the same things and that's basically what, what peter said is like there's not really much new I just want to continue to to push you towards what you already know, right? Um, and so that that's that's the beauty of the Lord and the beauty of His Word is that um, we're not always getting new revelations each and every day. But we're being reminded of the things that we already know because He's already given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. We just have to practice that. Yeah, and just a point really quick about uh, your comment on the joy uh, when we were reading that verse in Hebrews, um, in James, it's in chapter one. It says. In New Living Translation, is to consider an opportunity for great joy when you face these trials and things. Um, King James says, kind of all joy when you go through these different trials and things. So you might not look at it and be like praising the Lord, like, yes, I'm going through a trial. <laughs> you know, I get to suffer. But where does the joy come in? What, Like, how do I count on joy? How do I consider this an opportunity for great joy? Well, back to that verse in Peter, because... He said, after you have suffered a while, what's going to happen is I'm going to make you perfect. I'm going to establish and strengthen and settle you. So that's the joy that is awaiting you um, as you suffer. So again, there's a lot of examples that naturally, like sometimes we're, we don't mind suffering to, to get that greater joy at the end. So again, physically working out, a lot of times you're going to go through hardcore workouts. Your body's going to burn, it's going to be sore, all this and that. Um, you're going to feel like falling out a lot of times, but when you start to see those physical effects and the benefits of all the work and the pain that you went through, you're, that's the joy. Uh, for women, when you suffer through labor and going through all the stuff that you had to endure for a while, carrying that child in the pregnancy, um, considering the joy, that's what gets you through it because you're looking at, okay, it's going to be here. It's going to be out of here. Um, it's going to be a beautiful child, whatever the case is. So we have again the capacity to understand some of these things is that sometimes we just don't choose to go along with the process because of the humanity in us that we won't crucify Mm. 
That's all good. Yeah, and it's not telling us necessarily to be happy about what we're going through because happiness is definitely different than joy. Um, so we might not be uh, excited about what we're dealing with, but we we have a greater purpose that we're able to look forward to. Like you said, like we can we can look beyond the circumstances and see Christ, um, and that definitely gives us joy. Absolutely. So I'm definitely excited again to the revelations, uh, but just, you know, one more point on this, uh, you know, is a reminder is not the call to action. Um, you know, that decision would have been made by way of revelation. Um, so now what we do in the reminder phase is to keep it before us, right? You know, Psalms 119 says, you know, thy word have a head in my heart that I might not sin against you. You know, your word is a lamp into my feet, a light into my path. Like that is what the reminder is for is to realize that it's already something that is present and a decision that has already been made uh, by way of revelation. And so, um, yeah, just to, to be reminded of that, um, that's where the practical application of the revelation comes into play is, okay, this is a decision I've made. Now, how do I live that out? Um, and that's by way of reminder. So, yeah, just to seal that whole, um, segment, I guess you can say, um, Ecclesiastes chapter 12, um, it says a new living. That's the whole story here. Now is my final conclusion. Fear God and obey his commandments for this is everyone's duty. So just remember that the whole duty of man, if you don't remember anything else, fear God, obey his commandments. (laughs) And you know, go back to see what those commandments are. That's good. All right. Well, let's get into what we are remembering or how we got to the point of remembering that's revelations. Um, So um, how would you define what a revelation is? Okay. So my definition for that is a divine disclosure to humans of something relating to human existence or the world. Um, so sometimes it's not always just brand new information because obviously brand new information is level one of it, but it's also information that you haven't seen before in the way that you're seeing it. So the perspective will look different to you based on the circumstance that you're in. It'll hit you differently than when you uh, were out of touch with that and you didn't relate. So when you see it now or you hear it now, it's jumping out at you. Um, One scripture that I just want to read to you really quick before I um, get your thought on it is Matthew chapter 16. And I really won't read the whole thing, but this is um, when Jesus was with his disciples and he's asking them, who do men say I am? And they're all responding they're like some say john the baptist some say you're elijah some say you're jeremiah then he asked well who do you my disciples who do you guys say that i am so first he's asking them who does everybody else say you know then he says who do you guys say that i am then peter the ever self-appointed spokesman of the group he speaks up and he says you are the christ son of the living god and then in verse 17 jesus says blessed are you simon because my father in heaven has revealed this to you you did not any human being so uh again divine disclosure to humans Mm. yeah that's that's so yeah (laughs) um because even back to that verse when it says you did not learn this from a human being so even though people have been used the prophets apostles us as you know uh ministers um other people that god uses to communicate his information and truth to others um it's still the lord that is revealing information to you so if you heard it from a person i get that scripture from luke 24 45 because it says then opened he their minds to help them understand 
the scriptures or then he opened up their understanding they may understand the scripture so you someone can say a scripture quote the scripture read the scripture to you but that doesn't mean because you heard them say that you have understanding mm. we cannot give you understanding uh the lord has said throughout proverbs that he is the one who gives understanding he is wisdom he is understanding so i can only give you the word <laughs> the lord does the rest yeah. you know waters one plants but god gives the increase so paul can tell you apollos can water uh or uh one can water one can plant whatever but god will give the increase so we are not responsible for what happens after we sow the seed give the information we pray along with you hopefully um and with others that you do get understanding we pray for ourselves for understanding because we can't give ourselves understanding i mean we can go to this word go to this word um, but at the end of the day, it's still the Lord having to open up our minds to, uh, to actually see him because he's the one who reveals himself to those he chooses to reveal himself to. Um, but there also has to be a desire to want to know him and a desire to want to seek him because if you seek him, you'll find him. If you mm-hmm. not open the door to you. Um, so he's not a kind of God that if you seek him and pursue knowledge and pursue understanding that he will not give that to you he will absolutely do it uh but the fact of the matter is there's a lot of people who just don't desire understanding and don't desire deeper knowledge and so therefore they're not asking they're not seeking and they're not knocking so therefore whatever surface level shallow water um experience or information they have is sufficient for them and they don't care to get into the deeper and greater things yeah and i i think you know Again, just going back to that purpose of revelation is that, you know, the Lord wants um, fruit. You know, I, I, it kind of goes back to, to John, I think, 15, um, you know, abiding in the vine. And, you know, the fact that anything that doesn't bear fruit that he's willing to prune um, so that we can bear more fruit. So, you know, you might already be bearing fruit, but he wants you to abound in bearing fruit. Um, and mm-hmm. so um, there's always a purpose as to why he does things. And, you know, I was reminded of, of Galatians, um, you know, when... Um, basically when he called the apostle Paul and he's, he's talking about that and says, um, but when he who had set me apart, this is verse 15 of chapter one, uh, before I was born, who called me by his grace was pleased to reveal his son to me. So it was God, you know, providing that revelation. Again, you talked about it being a divine um, disclosure. Um, mm-hmm. But then this is the, the, the point in verse 16, in order that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not immediately consult with anyone and they glorified God because of me. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, the, the point was because God had a plan for his calling. Right. So, um, he revealed his son to him so that he may preach among the Gentiles, which was, we know that was his, his calling, um, and his ministry, mm-hmm. um, that didn't come from any, any guy walking up to him saying, Hey man, like, I'd love for you to preach to this group of people, man. They need to hear it too. That was God's design. And we can go way back, um, into the old Testament and see that, um, in action. Um, and then verse 24, it says, and they glorified God because of me. So the revelation God was getting the glory for that revelation. It wasn't just like, hey, Paul, I just want to give you something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, hope mm-hmm. that blesses your soul. No, it was like <laughs> at the end of that, God was getting the glory for that revelation. So, um, you know, we have to realize that in all things, you know, if our life is to bring glory to God, then as he reveals things to us, that should then produce fruit that brings glory to him. So, um, you know, the revelation is not just for us to just say that we acquire more knowledge if it's not being applicable in order for God to receive something from that. That's the words that's right out of my mouth, but <laughs> the only <laughs> other thing that is, 
um, that just makes me think about Timothy when he exhorted him about committing the word to other faithful men that would commit it to others as well. So it's not for us to, like you said, stockpile information just for us to feel like, oh, we're so great because we have the word, we know the word, we understand the word. Um, and just for our own, just having it, pleasure, whatever you feel like you have it for. But it is for you to impart it, you know. Uh, that's part of what the Great Commission said, right? Go, therefore, and teach all nations. Um, teach them is committing the word. It's mm -hmm. sharing what you have learned. It is, uh, you know, what has been revealed to you, you're imparting to someone else. So that's that's one of our responsibilities. Yeah, I like that definition. Um, and, and I think the point of a revelation, uh, because it's divine disclosure, means that because God... Um, in his infinite wisdom, I think always has a reason behind what he does and an intention. Uh, we would mm -hmm. think that revelation should be without purpose or should always have a purpose. Um, so I think, you know, obviously, um, you know, even in that, and I think revelation, as we read the revealed word of God, um, that always points something out to us that we then can apply to life. So um, even in this, we can see the revelation of why, um, that was indicated in verse 17. Um, the thing that I, I, I like about Revelation is that, um, you know, the first time it's, in, it's given to us, um, it's no longer foreign. So, you know, obviously Revelation comes from the word reveal, which means that this is something you're seeing for the first time. So um, once it's now <laughs> uncovered, that's now public information to you, which means now you can do something with that. You know, we always say knowledge is responsibility. So now that you know, <laughs> um, what do you do with that information that you now um, have come into contact with? So um, that, that's what I love about revelation and the fact that I think the Bible in and of itself is a revelation given to us um, again, whether for the first time, um, like you said, I think either uh, through revealed or, um, or we see it differently. Um, we are either in the revelation stage or the reminder stage, but we have to then determine which of those stages we're in. And this is something that we're now, uh, coming into contact with repeatedly, or is this now the first time that we're experiencing that information um, that should drive change? Yeah, so that definitely takes me to the next point. Um, and, and, and I always like to hear your heart on this because, um, you know, this is something that we talk about almost every time we speak. Um, and it, it comes out, you know, when we hear messages, when we speak just, you know, um, in conversation on our own, but um, our response to God um, what is our response? And I know you have such a, a great, um, you know, acronym or, 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 or I don't want to say it's an acronym, but um, in essence, you, you kind of have this, this mantra that you live by. Um, and you, you like to say that every time you're, you're speaking or um, you have an opportunity to impart God's truth. Um, you know, what is, what should our response be to revelation in your opinion? It's really simple. And like I said, it is something I do often say, as often as possible. And honestly, it's not even intentionally, it's just by nature. Um, it's ingrained and it's just the sum summation of what just basically comes down to, which is hear, receive, obey. Hear the word, receive the word, obey the word. Just that simple. Hmm. Um, so uh, one of the things I wanted to kind of to plug in to this point was um, actually from one of your recent sermons. So uh, if you haven't listened to seen this uh, sermon, you definitely need to check out his page and like see the sermon, but it was called LOL. Uh, can you say what that stood for again? Love. Love out, out loud. Love out loud. Yeah. So 
Um, I love that so much. And I'm always blessed whenever I hear you preach. I just love it. And uh, you're kind of like my closet pastor. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I ain't ashamed of you, but you know, I'm just saying. (laughs) I mean, I need to come out the closet. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, you were, you were, um, you had such a powerful word in that. And so the one thing that was like the mic drop moment for me that I took away from that I was taking notes I always take notes when I'm listening to sermons I'm one of those people that I encourage I have a notebook taking the notes down um I fill out the handouts if they pass out the handouts but since they stopped all that I still will take the notes but anyways um one of the things that you had said was a scripture I think it was from first John chapter three and you had transferred it into like the David amplified version of the bible and uh what you said just like floored me and what you said was love is a lifestyle the who does not matter display the attributes of God to anyone in your vicinity without favoritism or constraint and when you said the part about display the attributes of God to anyone in your vicinity I was just done like like literally done and the purpose of us taking notes you know all this ties together because it's a reminder so you saying that boom, I heard that. My heart immediately received it. So now what do I have to do to act on that to make this my obedience, right? So, I mean, that whole next week, like, I think you spoke that on a Sunday and boom, I went to work the next day. And I literally was looking like at every single person that I passed at my job, like everyone in my vicinity, everyone in my vicinity. (laughs) (laughs) Because it was a reminder, like I had written it down And, you know, there's something about when you write it down for yourself. This is why, like, back in the days when we were coming up in school, we were always told, encouraged, required to take notes in classes. Mm -hmm. Um, And the purpose of taking notes, A, because they wanted you to remind yourself of the stuff that would be on test, things that were important for you to know, um, and so forth, but also because part of that muscle memory you know, there's something about you writing it down helps you to get it in that brain. Yeah. And so um, certain, you know, stellar students, I say, um, I'm, I'm a kind of a person that can relate to this part. Um, they would have color-coded, um, whether it's highlighters or pens, that would help them remember certain things based on the colors that they wrote. You know, there was a certain things that they did that would just jog it into their mind even the more. Um, So I didn't necessarily do the color-coded thing, but I definitely felt like writing was necessary because if I wrote it, I would kind of remember like my handwriting. I remember like there was just some kind of connection with the writing of it to being transferred into my spirit and and into my brain. And so um, that was just a really good uh, thing to hear you say that um, because I feel like that was such a good reminder to me about the whole purpose of why, you know, why do we go to church? Why do we sit under the word? You know, what are we doing when we go to church? Are you taking notes? Are things connecting with you when you hear it? Is it smiting your heart when you hear something? Like, are you being convicted? Like, and not in a condemnation way, but like, are you being convicted in a way that's challenging you to like do better, to stir you up, to provoke you unto good work? or better work like even though you already know this like you could be better at doing what you're already doing mm-hmm. um you might be doing it on a surface level but i'm sure like 
maybe you're not, maybe you are loving everyone in your vicinity, but you could probably love them better in your vicinity. Like, you know, I mean, just, just so much came from that thought. And so that's really what excited me about um, that sermon. And I mean, the whole thing was good, but to me, that was just the whole mic drop moment. Like I was just done, like, okay, where is the altar? Can you lay hands? <laughs> I wanted to stop right. preaching myself and go to the altar. I mean, and, and that's, that's the beauty of being reminded because again, like we hear sermons every single week, right? I mean, you know, we would hope that believers are going to church weekly, right? Um, right. Or, or listening to, you know, the podcast or, or, you know, sermons online or reading the word themselves. You know, I mean, we're, we're coming in contact with the word in some uh, way, shape or form on a daily, right? And so mm-hmm. it's not that we didn't know that we were supposed to love people, right? Because again, we've heard that, right? So at some point it was, re- it was, a revelation to us, but it was such a beautiful reminder, not because we forgot, but because if you think about it, even in the space of time, like, and this scripture isn't on my notes, but it, it makes so much sense to this point is that Hebrews four twelve, you know, the word is, is alive and, and active. Like mm-hmm. when that situation came, like there might've been somebody, like you might've been, like you said, you might've been loving well, but then something happened where you got in an argument with somebody and now you have a fractured relationship that just happened within the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. That's a new reminder um, that has just come up. Like, man, I just heard the sermon, man, like my spirit is now being quickened because I have this relationship that this really relates to. Because again, we're looking at a book that what 66 books, numerous mm-hmm. chapters, numerous truths. Right. So mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, it's just like a driving manual. Like I don't recall ever reading the driving manual, but I drive every day. Right. And so when I get pulled over, He's going to say, do you know why I pulled you over? And I'm going to have to say yes, because (laughs) there was something that would have told me that I was breaking the law. Right. I can't be like, oh, I didn't know that because it was my responsibility to have known that. Right. Because I'm on the road. And so the same thing I think applies spiritually speaking is that we might have already known that we were supposed to love people. But then what happens is that what happens when you're now being challenged to love somebody? That reminder now becomes like, man, like I was told, like back when I was a kid, like, we got to love everybody. And, and, you know, God is love. And what's the golden rule? Like, right, like you said earlier, like, we heard that in BBS. But now it's actually coming to life, because I have to love somebody that's unlovable, in my opinion, you know what I'm saying? And so it's not that it was a revelation. But it was almost like a really stark reminder to be challenged that like, you said that, and you believed that, therefore, now you have to do that. And I think that's why I love your your phrase of here, receive, obey is because we've all heard, you know, what I'm saying like, so that phase is already out. So now we're either like, are we receiving that? Or are we obeying? Yeah. That, right? Like, those are the only two roles we should be in at this particular point in time, because we have the word in front of us. And so it's either we're going to be rebellious, or we're going to say yes, Lord, you know, what I'm saying and be challenged. And, and like you said, I think it's, that's where the, the producing the more fruit and abounding more is like, you might already been loving people. But there's definitely some ways to grow because as long as we're on this earth, we're going to be flawed and we got to find ways to continue to be more like Christ and reflect Christ because every decision we choose not to make is showing somebody that that's what Christ is. And so those Mm -hmm. decisions, we have to make sure that if, are we reminding people that this is Christ or are they able to say you're a hypocrite and because we know what Christ should look like. So, yeah, I I think the examples you gave is just super beautiful to, to see that God has given us everything. And now we just have to be reminded of that because life happens every single day. Mm-hmm. And the other one thing I just want to say about this point too is because um, it kind of ties in with the earlier statement. Um, we're quick to cut something out if we mm. feel like it's a bit or does it currently apply mm. to us. So when you word like 
you don't need to shut it down if it's not like something you connect with right at that moment. Because like you're saying, I've given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. So even if you're not going through it right now, the word is going to apply later. So save it for when it does, because mm. when it does, you're going to want to go back to that reminder um, because you heard it before, you've seen it before, and now it's going to um, apply to you. And now it's going to help you. And now it's going to equip you through that. And so it's, it all, it's also tying in the scripture of don't, um, don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to take heed unless you fall. Because if you think you are above that or too good, or you already got that together, oh no, honey, <laughs> mm. um, just wait, because, you know, there's just certain things that happen that really just catch us off guard. You know, I mean, the only amount of preparation you have is as much as you gear yourself up through this word, as much as you commit your life to this word. And so, um, you're doing yourself a disservice to check out when you think like, oh, this is not for me. It's for you. It's just not for right now. And if it's not for you, even for later, it's for you to share with someone else that will come exactly. before you and encounter that you can give to them. Exactly. So don't cut out. Yeah. No, that's good. Um, yeah, I kind of mentioned it earlier, uh, that Deuteronomy verse, but um, just to kind of have it as, as um we kind of seal this is uh, Deuteronomy 11, verse 18 through 21. And it says, place these words on your hearts, get them deep inside you, tie them on your hands and foreheads as a reminder, teach them to your children, talk about them wherever you are sitting at home or walking in the street, talk about them from the time you get up in the morning until you fall into bed at night, inscribe them on the doorposts and gates of your city so that you'll live a long time and your children with you on the soil that God promised to give your ancestors for as long as there is a sky over the earth. Um, I, th I think we see what it's saying is we want to be reminded. But if you think about how he's telling them to be reminded, it doesn't leave anything out, right? <laughs> I mean, it's saying, you know, put, put it in front of you, teach it to others. When you're going out, when you're at, a, when you're at home, like yeah. every time, every moment of every situation, like that should be what's coming out of you. And again, yeah. goes back to that muscle memory. Like you have no other choice but to do what's inside of you because it's in you and the capacity is there. So it's, we're just refusing to exercise that when we choose not to do that. But the more that we get in this habit of just realizing that it is a reminder, that it is something that we are encouraging other people as well as encouraging ourselves, we would probably take heed to do it more as we realize the benefit of that. Yeah. I love the part about how it just initially says you place the words on your heart. You make sure that they get deep inside of you. So that's, our job to make sure again um in my house i like to have like the word uh vinyls or even wall art that say the actual verses but you can see it anytime you go in any room of my house like the lord's word is right here <laughs> okay i'm reminding myself of his word of his presence of of just whatever you want to see um i have one right at my front door that says pray off and i'm looking at it right now and that's just a reminder to pray you know um so just, it's our job to find ways. He's not telling you what ways to do it. He's not telling you this is exactly how you have to do it. But he's telling you, it's up to you to place these words in your heart to make sure that they get deep inside of you. And so it's absolutely necessary and it's beneficial. I mean, why do we not want to do stuff that actually helps us out? Like we're such a backwards society, mm. you know, people that, you know, it's just, it's so messed up how things that are good for us, we just don't really like don't 
really pursue, don't really want. Um, but that just also goes to show just how successful the enemy has been in uh, distracting us from the Lord, like we had talked about earlier on, um, from his truth um, and just the things that he's deposited within us. You know, at the end of the day, we're like that scripture in Matthew, that parable where he says that um, one farmer sowed good seed and at night a, an enemy came in and sowed bad seed among it. So that's how the thorns grew up um, among the, the weeds and the thorns grew up among his, his fruit, you know? And so we can't stop the enemy from sowing the seed. He's going to do what he is supposed to do, but we can overpower him because we overcome by the word of God. And if we're faithful to the word, then that's what's going to help us. That's good. Yeah, I just have one more scripture. Um, Psalm 103, 17 and 18. And it says, but the mercy and loving kindness of the Lord are from everlasting to everlasting upon those who reverently and worshipfully fear him. And his righteousness is to children's children. Verse 18, to such as keep his covenant, hearing, receiving, loving, and obeying it, which is your hear, receive, obey. And to those who earnestly remember his commandments to do them and printing them on their hearts, which is that Deuteronomy 11. So, um, yeah, how do we keep his commandments by hearing, receiving, loving, and obeying it? So we have to follow the progression in order for us to be faithful to committing um, the act in which he wants us to. So. Um, it's not enough to just hear the word and say, oh, yeah, I went to church. Um, you know, I, I listened to the message. Yeah, but mm. did you receive the message? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then translating that into loving that message that you heard and then thereby obeying it. So um, it's definitely a progression. And I think people stop in the middle. And, and it's not enough to stop in the middle if we don't go all the way through to obedience. Okay. Well, yeah, I just want to um, offer us an application for all this. So like I said earlier, um, what's out of sight is out of mind, but what's in sight is in mind. So um, Habakkuk 2, write down your vision, make it plain on table so that the reader, which is you, may run with it. So um, write notes, write reminders, write um, whatever is necessary to get you in this habit of getting these things in your spirit. Um, and if you don't want to physically write it, buy some stuff that's already pre-written so that you can hang that stuff around in sight so that you yep. can actually do these things um, and, and having that deposit in your spirit because it really does something to your atmosphere and it does something to you. Um, so just be really intentional with it, you know, setting those reminders around you, in front of you. Um, because like I said earlier, we both said this, when something is important to you or you don't want to miss it, you set those alarms, you hang those notes. So you do what you have to do when it matters to you. Um, and just lastly, I just want to um, encourage you based off of something that I shared from um, something that we did last year with our group, the Vision 2020 group. Uh, we were talking about being mission-minded. And um, in this sense, we're, we're talking about uh, the mission of Christ and, and his word in our hearts. And the one thing I just want us to take away from this is the more that you return to the mission or return to the word, the more that you'll remind yourself of them so that you'll remember those things, rehearse them, revisit them, remind yourself of it, recommit, reconnect, and repeat. Mm. So the more that you rehearse God's word, God's truth, as opposed to the things that you have been rehearsing, the devil's lies, negativity, other things that you shouldn't be receiving. Um, those are the things that are, you're going to revisit and remind yourself of and keep a, a vicious cycle of. 
But when you do that Philippians 4 exchange where you begin to think on these things of, of God's word, of the, the good things and the lovely things and the pure things, you rehearse them, revisit it, revisit the word of God, revisit uh, the sources. It's not just the book. You can revisit the word of God through this podcast, through other podcasts, through sermons online, through other uh, various forms of medium. Remind yourself of the word, recommit to the things that you have written down, you have placed before you, uh, things that you've heard that you said, like, man, I really received that. I really connected to that. And I want to recommit myself to the word that I heard um, and then reconnect with it and repeat. Just It's just a, a continuous cycle because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so if faith is the word, and we're constantly hearing faith, we're constantly hearing the word and constantly have an opportunity for our faith to grow. And so this is a process of rehearsing, revisiting, reminding ourselves, committing, reconnecting, and repeating. I was going to let that point be a mic drop, but I'll be remiss if I don't say something on that. Because <laughs> that point was so sound. I don't even think we need to say anything else, but I am going to say one thing because I I, I want to just confess a personal challenge on, on that. Um, recommit i think our society sometimes doesn't like to go back to things that we've already heard like oh i heard that already. i already know that you probably do um but i've been challenged um i heard a sermon probably a month maybe a month and a half ago that was so sound so solid um i mean it wrecked me at church when i heard it um mm-hmm. and i've been uh just kind of compelled to go back and listen to that again because you know, you can come in contact with something and be like, man, that was good. That was so good. But then like, what did I do in the meditation phase of that script? Because it was, it sounded so great on Sunday, you know what I'm saying? And it, it drove me too many on Sunday, but Monday is a different story. And, and I think that's where we really get to the place of like, because we're not reminding ourselves of it and we're not reconnecting, we fail to actually have a commitment to it. And so for me, I want to be challenged that like, I don't want to hear a whole bunch of stuff. Like, I'm cool with maybe hearing three things this month and just soaking on those three things this month as opposed to saying, okay, I'm going to hear four messages and then throughout the week I'm going to listen to 18 podcasts and then I'm going to go to this video here. Like, if if that's not, if I'm not really committing time to actually meditating on that, I'm wasting my time. You know what I'm saying? Whereas, like, I could actually just take three things and actually see fruit of those three things instead of just planting seeds wherever I feel like I can plant seeds, but they don't stick. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, that. I didn't want to say anything, but I, I, I want to say just in terms of like where that's speaking to me, um, we don't need to hear more um, because we know that the, the Bible's there. If we could just slow ourselves down and just yeah. say, like, what can I actually commit to and, and be solid on that and just actually continue to meditate on that again and again and again and again, we'd have more fruit in that than just saying, I'm just going to just continue just read the word, read the word, read the word. And it's not really doing anything other than us paying our penance. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was super challenged by that. I'm going to say thank you, first of all, for saying that, (laughs) (laughs) because that, that is absolutely, um, that was necessary for you to say, because I wasn't trying to imply that we should, um, you know, have all these sources. I was just saying their gamut was broad for us to pull from, but what you're saying is absolutely accurate. And what I also will add, and then I am done so that you can pray us out, but, um, (laughs) I was reading something because I've been going through a certain challenge um, at work for quite a while. And I know I sent you the text of the, the screenshot of me actually in my uh, time of reading the word. And 
I could not even get past. I think I was literally like right there with tears in my eyes for a good almost half an hour. I could not move past the section that I sent you the picture of. And it wasn't even the whole chapter. Like I was trying to finish the chapter and could not go past that part. And so again, like you're saying, it's not about, okay, I read three chapters today. Okay, I read uh, this many books. No, it's about what's ministering to you mm. and what is really feeding you. And at that moment, it was literally ministering to me. Again, because of what I'm physically going through right now, um, actually at work. And so it hits differently when you're in it than when I wasn't in that and I read that scripture before. So yes, I knew it. And yes, I was reminded of it. But now it is ministering to me in a deeper, deeper way. So I had to sit with that until the Lord was done letting it minister to me in that moment. So I definitely am co-signing with you to say like, yes, find fewer things um, and, and let yourself really go deep with the little, um, you know, in quantity, but go deep with it so that it really penetrates you. Yeah. And I, and I definitely didn't take it as you, you know, feeling that uh, we would be overdoing it because I mean, some people can, you know, and, you know, I'm guilty of somebody that listens to a lot of things. Um, I also want to be applicable about those things as well. So there's definitely some that hit harder than others um, where it's like, okay, I really need to make sure that I'm, I'm getting that one um, while I'm getting other things as well. So, yeah, I, I think definitely we're on the same page. Um, bottom line is what do, when we're hearing, are we receiving and obeying it? So I think that's the, the measuring stick is when you're listening, is it hitting you? Not that you're going to, you know, burst out into tears every time you hear the word, but is it a, you know in whatever capacity that is um, and so that's that's the measuring rod is um, are we able to take something from that and glean and it be a reminder or is it a revelation to say okay god like i, I need to sit on this one and meditate so uh, mm. yeah that that's the goal so, awesome. so well yeah let me definitely pray for um our hearts just to be drawn to uh, be reminded um lord we um God, we're so in love with you. Um, we're so in love with your word. Um, we're so grateful for this opportunity, God, just to be able to uh, impart, Lord. And um, again, as you heard here at the end, um, we're students, Lord, at the end of the day, Father. Um, we're, we're in a teaching capacity at this particular moment in time. But, um, Lord, this means nothing if we're not doing it, Father, ourselves, God. Um, just as said in Corinthians, God, if we had all knowledge and uh could could move mountains, uh, but we had not love that we're just a we're just noise, Father. And so we don't want to be noise. Um, well, we want to be um, relevant um, in this word to be relevant even in our own lives, God. As we um, endeavor, Lord, to um, to speak Your truth to Your people, Father, um, and we are among that number. So thank you, Lord, for um, this word. Thank you for Your revelation, God, of Scripture. Thank you for um, just imparting in imperfect people, Lord. Um, such a perfect word um, that we have everything that pertains to life and godliness, that we can take this, that we can uh, just put it in our spirits, Father, and just meditate, um, as it says in Psalms, uh, meditate on your law, Father, and let it be a light unto our path, Father. Um, I'm so grateful for um, the example uh, of Christ that you gave us um, to be able to walk this earth um, with no sin. Um, I was even uh, reminded today as my uh, kids were talking about um, just the temptation of, of Christ um, 
in Matthew and, and just how um, every time he was tempted, he quoted scripture. And so, Lord, that is our challenge. Lord, that is um, something that I want to be able to, to boast that um, I'm not speaking in my own capacity, but I can just quote scripture and um, defeat the enemy with your words, God, um, in every situation. So, um, Lord, let that be our, our cry, Lord, that uh, we could be more like you in every phase of our lives, God, and we will be reminded, God, of your word, your example, um, and just let your spirit um, move us, Father, and, and draw us uh, towards you, Father. Um, we uh, are just so in awe of your grace and your mercy um, that when we have uh, neglected your truth, God, that um, you, you didn't kick us out, Father. And so thank you for that. Um, we'll just continue to be... Um, our loving Father, God, that continues to show us grace um, as we continue to try to get it right, Father. Um, bless your people. Um, Lord, I know that um, we are all in the hearing phase today by way of this podcast. Um, and at some capacity, we're always going to be in the hearing phases. We come in contact with information, Lord. But um, the next two phases are, are on us to receive and to obey, Father. So, Lord, help us to uh, be obedient. Uh, to be in love with your scriptures, that they penetrate our hearts and, and um, produce fruit, uh, because we know that that fruit brings glory to you. So let us bring glory to your name by everything that we say and do, and we will fail not to give you the praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Her Bro, His Sis. Catch your favorite siblings each month as we talk to you, our family in Christ. Want to chat or just stay in the know? Catch us on Facebook and Instagram at Herbro His Sis.